WCB Podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey, with your host, let's do it, Jerem Tanner and Noli. All right, it's another edition of the WCB Podcast, a part of the Hockey Podcast Network presented by DraftKings. It's Jerem, it's Tanner. What is up, bud? It's Frozen Frenzy Night, buddy. <laughs> Everybody's favorite Tuesday. <laughs> the greatest idea that NHL's ever had, but of leave it to them for poor execution and putting it on a goddamn Tuesday night. I I understand the like not wanting to put it on a Saturday or Sunday at the moment because of college football and like NFL. But like Tuesday's such a random day. Like, why it- not? Why not like Friday night? And here's my response to that. <laughs> Wouldn't you want to wait? If you're, if that's your thing, you don't want to like compete. You want to stay focused. Wait till later in the season. Well, I I understand wanting to get it done earlier in the season to show that like, hey, like this is something cool that we'll do, and like get hype because we'll do this more often throughout the out the season. Like that would once, be. It's only scheduled once this year. Which is also like that's what doesn't make sense, right? Like that's what I'm saying. Like, so it's like why if you, not if wait? You plan on doing it more times throughout the year. Like started early, like cool, like during the week, whatever. Like Friday would make more sense, but whatever. And I don't know Tuesday, man. I would say too, dude. Later in the year, the reason why I used to do that is also it's better hockey. I mean, you're still in that yeah. early season. Teams kind of finding the groove. Like the first couple weeks of hockey is never good. Like it's ugly. I mean, there's, there's good no moments and all that. Exactly. Patrick Kane needs to be part of Frozen Frenzy and whatever team he's going to end up playing for, which I think he's narrowed it down to a couple of according to rumors. Detroit, whatever. Buffalo, New York. Yeah. Well, yeah. I had this like, well, just to get like way off topic, but on topic still, I had like this really crazy, like, I guess it's kind of like a fan fiction idea. Because you remember how I was saying, like, when Kaner was, like, going to New York and he was like, oh, I'm no longer friends with with Debrinket. Um, it's it's I'm going back on my old boo, uh, yeah. Panarin. It's kind of like <laughs> now that Debrinket is, like, really thriving. So it's like Debrinket gets sent off. I'm trying to remember exactly how I got this pictured in my head. But it was like the bromance had been, like, going great. And then it's like Debrinket went off to summer school, and then uh, Kaner ended up rekindling his old his old flame <laughs> with Panarin. But you know, like the it just wasn't the same. And so now that like he sees Debrinket thriving with somebody new, he's like, "But I want you back." And then Debrinket's <laughs> just gonna be like, "No, babe, like I've moved on." <laughs> like I had, a, I was having such a hard time last year without you, but now that I've like reconciled with what I had, I'm I've moved on and everything's good for me now and I don't need you anymore. Zipper, he goes back to his hometown, finds his old middle school crush and Dylan yeah. in and <laughs> he's he just like it's Christmas and he's just like I just like I, I'm just so busy and I I don't know what to do, but everything's so great here. Maybe maybe I should just stay. It's just a fucking Hallmark movie. <laughs> this is just I don't know why man but like that I was like in the shower just like this is a Hallmark movie where the fact <laughs> that this is a shower thought too makes this even fucking funnier because Holy all I do is think about hockey 
You think about a romance between Patrick Kane and Alex to bring it while you're in the shower. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Well, it's Hockey Hallmark talk. It's literally Hallmark <laughs> season for me and my wife, where it's like the, watch the dumb fucking like holiday movies. Yeah. And for like it, I had just been seeing how like to bring it's on fire, and I was like, man, this is this is exactly how this plays out. God, that's fucking hilarious. It's I like, love. Hey, Alex, you don't need Patrick anymore, man. You're happy with Dylan. <laughs> You're going to go back to Patrick who abandoned you and just threw you away. Yeah. Or Dylan who was always there for you. Exactly. <laughs> oh, shit. That's amazing. That is fucking hilarious. <laughs> so stupid. God damn. I need to see that now. Now I need like someone to make like the, the erotic fan fiction novel, like cover page, like Fabio and and bring it and all that like oh God, so yeah funny. and it's it's just like to like Kane are coming up to to bring it like he didn't mean nothing baby you know you're the main squeeze <laughs> so wait is Kane the bad guy in your your fan fiction here yeah <laughs> <laughs> man how exactly far Kane has down. fallen <laughs> I love Patrick Kane but this is only how this scenario works. <laughs> Amazing. This is what we're all we're going to talk about this whole episode is <laughs> this fan fiction. God, the, damn, the romance between Debrinket and uh, Larkin and Panarin's kind of in there, and Patrick Kane. It's fucking hilarious. Kaner goes back to Panarin, and Panarin is like in his weird phase where he shaves his head. Kaner's <laughs> like, "What is going on? Like, what did I do?" And it's not the same. It's not yeah. like how it used to be. <laughs> You've really changed. Oh God, I love your mind sometimes, Tanner. That's yeah, fucking it's, pretty, it's pretty silly. <laughs> it's very entertaining because, oh. like, at that point, I'm laughing to myself in the shower just about like these thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh God, I can only imagine what your wife is like walking past the like sh- bathroom and just hears you laughing hysterically. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. She's like, what an idiot. Oh, shit. But, all right, speaking of current Blackhawks, uh, only two games in the last week since we recorded, and uh, could have been better. Yeah, it could have been better, but, I mean... Could have been better, but... I don't know what you what we could have expected. <laughs> playing two of the top dogs in the league. Um, Thursday night, they played the Colorado Avalanche, which marked the four out of five games the Hawks played this year to start their season were home openers. So they had fucking iced out every single game, almost waiting mm-hmm. for ceremony in that technically six of seven or five of six, because their own home opener too is a long process. That's a little bit different. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I did not get a chance to watch this. I had uh family stuff to do for my uncle's wedding. Um, my takeaway was the, they lost four, nothing. And Mrazic is the only reason why it wasn't like 30 nothing. Yeah, he played absolutely incredibly. And like even if with the score being four to nothing, like I feel like he should have been one of the top three like stars of the game. He made so many great saves. He was the, the Hawks were for just 41. Yeah, the Hawks were just clearly exhausted from like this road trip to start the season. Um not taking anything away from Colorado because, like, they do have a lot of like incredibly skilled players. It's it just looks that much easier for guys like McCarr and McKinnon to speed around the ice when the guys that are playing are just 
fucking dead. You know, like it's it was like, oh, it's gonna be a long night. <laughs> oh yeah. And that was that's why Morazic even looked even better, man. Like he he was standing on his head, like it was insane. Um not much to take away besides that Morazic was just top dog. Did oh no, I think I totally messed something up on my blog. Who played goal first Hawks on Saturday? Uh Soderblom. Yeah, they've been just I, they've been they've been switching. They've been going every other. They've I been going, uh, they've been going peewees with it. Yeah, now I sound like it. I gotta go back and fix my fucking blog because I wrote Morazic game back to back starts for the first time this year. Hey, someone's a dumb. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Morazic went man. When's this guy gonna start getting some respect? Like, I know he's not putting up wins and all that, but it's like he is having a fucking fantastic season. Like yeah. nine three four save percentage, I believe. Well, that's um, because everybody is going based off of the fact he was always hurt in Carolina, so he wasn't good. When if you're always hurt, you're not good, right? That's what everybody believes. Yeah. He went to Toronto where no goalie has basically survived. And they just blamed him for everything that was wrong, even though he also had injury issues there. And now he's in Chicago where like we're not expected to do well. Where those other teams like he was brought in to do well, where he was a cap dump for us. Or I mean, to us. Yeah. And I think that not having any kind of pressure and like when he is healthy, like he's looked really fucking good. I say it all the time, but like he rarely, rarely, rarely gets beat with like a shot straight on that's not tipped or screened. It's in, it's in, it's pretty incredible to see that. Like the goals that do go in are like, god damn man, like there's no chance that he had that. But he's fucking I think he's really good. I think he's very underrated. And people just are gonna shit on him based on like the past of like just shitting on him all the time. And he's got the he's got the fact that he's a Blackhawk right now, and the Hawks aren't good. The Hawks are not going to be winning games, right? Right. And they're not going to help his case and all that. Um, the other thing that stood out to me this game from just kind of looking at the box score and all that was um, Bedard pointless again. I mean, it's tough, he, you know. It's not it's, it's not juniors where you can kind of take over a game by yourself. Like you need everybody. Plus, you're playing a team that was a Stanley Cup winner um, two years ago, and it's almost right. the exact same team, right? Like, they they have shut down guys. Their defensive core is probably one of the best in the league, and it's tough, you know. They were saying, like, all of last season, um, he didn't have a single back-to-back pointless night yeah, like at all last year. So it's like... It's always good to see. Like, I kind of like that that's happened to him early on, too. Um, mm-hmm. Just so he kind of experienced. I'm kind of, I know it's weird to say, but I kind of like that he's not like just coming out tearing it up. Like, I like yeah. that he's facing the adversity. Little, yeah. And he's yeah. kind of getting a taste of like, hey, this is what the lead's going to be like. You're not going to be out here walking around. It's like you're eventually, eventually, he's going to get to that point where it's going to become so easy to him. But mm-hmm. I like, it's going to, I don't know. I just like, it's going to make it so much sweeter when he's able to turn it around. And yeah, I don't know. There's, there's this, the good point of that too, where um, there's always been these reports of him being the, like the last one on the ice, right. For like hours. And yeah. now like 
There's reports of the young guys like Korchinski, Kaiser, and uh, Reichel all staying out there with him for hours, like having to be pulled off the ice in Colorado on the practice squad or during the practices. And there's that really fine line that they have to work with where like they are pushing themselves really hard to try to get better. But you don't want them, which was mentioned like during the Colorado game, you don't want them to tire themselves out. Right. Don't be like, it's great that you want to work hard, but it's a long season. And if you start like kind of getting exhausted come February, like it's going to be a rough last like month and a half, two months. And that's the thing. It's like, I love Bedard and I love the fact that he is all in on being the best to ever play this game. He wants to to make his mark on the game and he wants people to talk about him and just discuss him being in that category. But at the same time, it's like, dude, pump the brakes, like take a break, be an 18 year old kid, you know, like, like enjoy yourself. You're an 18 year old kid in the NHL. Yep. You, 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 you've made it like, I know you still have a lot to do and a lot to prove. And it's like it, but it's like you, like, you're just going to burn yourself out, especially when you're trying to single-handedly carry this team yeah. that it, spoiler, they're not going anywhere. <laughs> you guys are not going to be a surprise team to make the playoffs. You're going to finish pretty low in the standings and you're going to be a lottery pick team next year. Like just relax, enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, again, like I said, like it's the fine line of of working as hard as you possibly can, but like not burning yourself out. Yeah, like he he's obviously got the drive to get better. Um, so <laughs> that's always a good thing. I uh, it's just hopefully he keeps his pace up for the whole year. You know. Yeah, because that so I mean. We'll- We'll He's see. never played eight, this many games in a season, especially at this level. Where yeah, at the, especially at this level, right? Yeah. Um, but hard work pays off. Uh, the next game, Saturday against Vegas. What was it like two minutes into it, too? A minute and a half. Minute and a half. First power shot. play on the power play. Bing bong. Bedard. Wrist shot goal. Let's go. It was. It was all day. He had, <laughs> it felt like it at least. Oof. Yeah, it was. Ooh. It was great to see. I mean, I just watched the highlight of it, but it was great to see him scoring that, being that first Hawk home goal of the year. The sold out crowd, just like him feeding off the energy, like the smile on his face. Like I don't think he smiled that that big at all this year yet. Um, and he even said after the game, he's like, "My expectations for the United Center were high." And he goes, this even exceeded it. So it's like, oh, God. It That's feels a good so thing. good. Yeah. The fans show up to like let them know like we're super excited for him to be here. I mean, there's not going to be an experience as many, or there's not many experiences like it. I guarantee it. Yeah, I would love to see. I would love to hear how he like felt about like that first national anthem, like sold out national right. anthem. But um did you get a chance to watch this game yeah i watched this one it was brutal um in a in a in a sense of like the penalties throughout the entire game were just kind of insane like the first period the hawks had four penalties so you kind of look at the time on i spent with like bedard and he only played 
17 and a half minutes because of all this kind of special teams bullshit that they had to go through. Um, you like, I don't know. Vegas isn't really that impressive, but it's like, obviously they're better than the Blackhawks. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that here in a little bit. Um, I I feel it's, there's another thing too that, I mean, Lucas Reichel looked fucking great. He looked like I thought he was going to score like three, four times this game because he looks so smooth and confident carrying the puck. It was insane. That's one of the things that I've, um, it was like an advanced stat of like expected goals for like heading into this week. And Lucas Reichel and Connor Bedard were like high on that list where they haven't it's just it's a it's a stat that basically kind of tells you that they're very unlucky (laughs) yeah and at some point i'm sure that stat's going to turn around and they'll start putting more pucks in the net and i can't wait for that to happen but it's one of those nights where like i thought he was going to score so many times and it just didn't go in for him god someone's got to give with those guys and it's it's such a bummer that we don't have more like true centers on this team that we can't throw those two out as a line for a little bit, you know? Right. Like, that sucks, because I would love to see those two play together. It would be pretty incredible, man, watching just, like, the two of them bounce the puck to each other all the way up the ice. I just I just, dance, wanting... just dance it around, guys. Yeah, I just keep wanting them to do a, a photo, like, the that they did of uh, Kane and Taves, like, their rookie year. Um, just the two of them together, and just so it's like boom, pass, present, let's go. Um, yeah, I just, I, I really can't. I'm sorry, I really can't contribute much because I said I didn't, didn't see it. Um, the other thing that happened in this one was, um, Taylor Hall re-injured his shoulder. Um, they placed him on the IR. Was that today they placed him on the IR? Yesterday? Uh, I think it was yesterday. Yesterday. Um, so he's out for a few weeks. How do you like, I don't know. I I'm like, I'm kind of torn with that. Like, I kind of wish they would have just let him rest the first time instead of like jumping right back in. But I'm sure he probably had a lot of say in it too. Like saying he's fine and wanted to go. Was it a bad hit that he got hurt on? Uh, I don't even know. Cause I don't really remember what caused it. Cause he, I thought he finished the game. Yeah. He came. So I was reading that he, it was like the second period. Yeah. He left and then he came back for the third and he finished the game. Yeah. I think he was, I don't remember it being that bad. Otherwise I it would like really pop into my mind. So it um, must've just been, he still probably just wasn't hundred percent. And it just, yeah, that's probably, I'm sure. Yeah. And Vegas is a pretty big team too, so like that's gotta suck. Oh yeah, they're fucking brutal. Um, the other thing I saw with that one was the Corey Perry goal. Yeah, buddy. Um, before that though, the Reese Johnson tip. Oh insane. Reese Johnson, man. I fucking love Reese Johnson. He's so awesome. Um, but yeah, man, Corey Perry, Corey Perry just lining up lining up a clapper towards the end of the game. And absolutely labeling it into the net. And I was like, Corey Perry's going to fucking lead our team in points. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm not upset about that. No, he's, I, he's amazing. I love it. 
He is currently at, oh, wow, you can click on the players and it takes you to one, but you can't click the teams. Uh, two goals, three assists for five points, minus one. I mean, who would have thought he was having like this good of a year? And he's playing a lot of ice time, too. 14 minutes-ish? 14.09 the last game. Eh, only 12.33 against Colorado, but 17 against Toronto, 19 against Montreal, 15 against Boston. I mean, get him on the first line. <laughs> Corey Perry, Connor Bedard. They just moved Feligno up on that first line, or did was that the same? Well, no, because Taylor Hall was played last game, so it was Feligno, uh, Bedard, and Corey Perry. Come on, that would be. <laughs> I honestly, I I would be for it. I'd be on there for it. I <laughs> uh, I just saw this today, or just the, just now. I don't know if. Kershaw's playing, but it looks like he was cleared to play. At least that's what it says on cap friendly. He was in the morning skate. Um, he was in the line rush in the morning skate today. He was on the third line. Um, let me pull these up again. Also, I don't know if you saw this either, but Cole Gutman was sent down to yeah. uh Rockford. I think they just want him to like go dominate a little bit and then come morning, back. Probably. So the morning, the skates of the morning, um, or the line during morning skate: Feligno, Bedard, Tyler Johnson, Anthesiu, Reichel, Radish, Kurishev, Dickinson, Perry, Kachuk, Donato, Reese Johnson, uh, yeah. Korchinski, okay. Seth Jones, Velasic, Murphy, Kaiser, and Tenorti. But they Tenorti and Kaiser switch sides, so. Okay. Kaiser's just playing the left side now, and Tenori's playing the right, or vice versa. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. Upset, yeah. So, um, and Morazic was in the starters net, um, which you guys will already know by now when this comes out. Uh, so they got Boston again, and just talking about the brutal schedule too. It's like it was Noli that brought it up that Connor Bedard had the longest road road trip to open in a season for a first overall pick since Joe Thornton when he played like seven games yeah, in a row um, on the road. yeah, And then not only that, you have that long road streak or road uh, trip to start the season. Now you're looking at the, the last four, the uh, last two games plus the next two games, five and oh, Colorado six and oh, uh, Vegas five and oh, Boston six and oh, Vegas. Like, God damn, that's fucking rough. Yeah, it's uh, it's probably like the hardest schedule to start the fucking season, right? Like, oh my god, couldn't be lucky. Like any, I don't know, what is it? I was looking at it earlier, like like Philadelphia. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet $5 on the NFL. Let's go THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net in New York call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in Connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg 
Org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, Kansas City. Licensing partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus of age var- varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Uh, bonus bets expire 168 hours after insurance. Uh, see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. Philly, nice who's like in first in their division, but they got to play like some okay teams like Columbus, Ottawa, Vancouver. They played Edmonton, who's just in shambles, and then lost to Dallas in OT. I just hope the schedule makers are keeping note of this. So when the Blackhawks are supposed to be good again, they uh they'd be like, you know what? Let's give them a nice start. A nice easy start. Let's get let's give them the Vegas start where they play three of the bottom teams in the league to start the season. Like the fuck. <laughs> um coming up to then, like we said, Vegas, they play um in Vegas on Friday and then in Arizona on Monday. Uh Mullet Arena, let's go. Um wait, are they in they're in Vegas on Friday? I believe so. Oh, I just realized that on the Blackhawks schedule, not like you know, like through NHL.com, it doesn't show if they're at home or oh, it does. I, I, it's the okay, that's stupid and subtle. It's outlined in red. Oh, like yeah, a, it's like a red line for home games, but I, I thought it would just say not, like at Vegas. <laughs> I cannot stress this enough at how bad NHL.com is and the NHL app. If anybody listening has another app. That you use to follow along, you know, for stats and standings and schedules and all that. Please let us know because I don't know how much longer I could take the NHL app and the ESPN app's not any better. <sighs> just At least for hockey. hockey, hockey reference or cap friendly, please can just come out with an app. That'd be great. <clears throat> God damn. Um, last thing I had for hot stock was three stars of the week. Yeah. Yeah, we want to keep this. Uh, it's Precious it's said not, this before. Not we very started. long. It's yeah, not very Precious easy. Said before we started recording that we're trying to keep this one nice and quick, uh, so we could all enjoy free agent, fr- or not free agent, frozen frenzy tonight, uh, with every team playing. Um, first star or third star. We'll go. We always go third star first. I mean. It's not much to go off of, but I thought Vlasic looked really good in both games. He also was a plus one. Plus one, yeah. Which is pretty solid. Uh, 1833 ice time. I mean, he is he's putting the work in it. I think he's, like we said last week, he's the best looking defenseman out of that young core right now, I think. I think he's been the best looking defenseman, period. Really? Because last week you were talking about Seth Jones being amazing. Yeah, what up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed to change my mind. <laughs> um, by the way, though, since you gave your praise to Seth Jones, he went from plus three to minus three with no points in, in two games. Whatever. <laughs> um, second star... I feel I'm gonna throw two names out there, and whoever's not the second star, I think it's the first star. Um, Bedard for his first goal in the United Center, and Mrazic for just being Mrazic. Yeah, Bedard two, Mrazic one. Okay. 
That's what I was thinking, at yeah. least. I mean, honestly, it's like one A, one B, and then three. Like pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Bedard looks great. Other other than just scoring the one goal, like it's <laughs> he just looks like everything's gonna go in. <laughs> it's crazy, <laughs> and that's what too. Like we like he's talking was talking with um I don't know if it was Laz or Scott Powers um wrote something like talking to him, and he's like. He's happy with how he's playing. It's just it's just the frustration that it's just not going his way. Right. And he has the expectation that everything should go in. <laughs> he like, should have yeah, a I kind of have that feeling too, man. <laughs> he should have a 100 percent shooting percentage. Like yeah. he needs to absolutely destroy. Oh, that's the other thing, Hot's talk. Monday at practice, he was working with Yannick Perot uh yep. in the face-off dot. So yep. let's go. Hopefully that will fucking fix some shit because Bedard, you are goddamn garbage at the faceoff right now. Hey, in against Vegas, he was fifty percent. Oh, really? Yeah. Which I'm assuming is probably his best faceoff percentage oh, so far no, this 100%. year. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, no, fifty percent. No, I'm, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, buddy. That's what you get. <laughs> so in two in two games last week, his faceoff percentage was forty eight point two. So that second game definitely helped him up. Um, only two shots on goal too through those two games. So I mean, he really got shut down. Yeah, like I said though, in that in, at least in the Vegas game, there was a ton of penalties that kept him off the ice in the first period. So he didn't really do much in the first. In this, in the, I mean, the Colorado game, I also mentioned, it's just their defense is pretty goddamn nasty. So, like, sure, he had, like, a couple shots actually on net, but I wonder how many attempts he actually had. Also, he was 46.67, so he was close to 50% in those two games, like, total. For shots? No, 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 for... No, not for shots. <laughs> well, no, what are you for, talking about? For faceoffs. For faceoffs. Oh, like we're talking about. Sh- we're talking about. His we shots, were talking about shots, but I was I was trying to find his faceoff percentage during the Colorado game, so that's why I mentioned it like right away. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. Speaking of, yeah, you got anything else for hot sock before we move on? I uh, I mean, we just got to get through this next week, <laughs> and that's two games. Yeah, today and Friday. Um. That we'll be done with Boston. No more Boston this year. Yeah. Fuck. It's just such a goddamn hard schedule. We got one more game against Vegas, I know, this year later in the season. But then we get Arizona, which normally it's like, yes, let's go. But they've been playing some good hockey, too. Like hey, they, they, are... they have, but at least they're more our speed. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. Yeah, same lane. But it's like they're a fun team to watch right yeah. now. I like it's games like that one in Columbus. I'm actually looking more forward to is the the rookie showcase games. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So I can't wait for that game to come around to see. Yeah, to see Logan Cooley, um, and then Fintelli. Oh god, let's fucking yeah. go. Um, but yeah. So you all right? Moving on, to NHL talk. Uh, we'll keep this quick. Uh, like I said, we're gonna do a quick episode today. Not much to talk about with two hot games. Uh, which is the best undefeated team in the league? Well, we've played all of them. Um, and visually, I think Colorado. 
You were talking before we start recording, and I told you to save it, but you think everybody's frauds, except for Colorado. Yeah, I mean, the the records are fraudulent as hell. <laughs> like, Vegas, like I kind of mentioned, they have probably the easiest fucking schedule to start the season. They, like, their toughest game so far was Dallas, and that went to a shootout. And, I mean, Dallas hasn't been, like, the hottest team yet, but I think they'll be still really good. Seattle hasn't been good to start this year. San Jose, Anaheim, and us are literally the three, like, two or three of the four bottom fucking teams from last year. Like, played Winnipeg, who's, I think Winnipeg's just a joke of a team. And it's just kind of like, oh, my God, like. (laughs) Oh, like, oh, cool. What a crazy record to start the year. They're six and oh. It's like, yeah, you played easy fucking teams, man. Like, whatever. You're fraudulent as hell. Um, Boston is another one. Where the fuck is their schedule? <laughs> I think it's impressive that Vegas won four to one, four to one, four to one, and then they lost or they won three to two in a shootout, but then it was five three versus Winnipeg, five three versus the Hawks. So if you don't fuck the pattern, they're gonna win five three against Philadelphia tonight. Boston. Exact same scenario as Vegas. They played us to start the year. They played Nashville, who's not expected to do very much this season. Then they played San Jose, ring of fucking bell. They played LA, who's trying to figure it out to start the year too. And then they played Anaheim. What is with everybody playing Anaheim, San Jose, and Chicago? And then they're undefeated. It's not that impressive. And guess what? They play us tonight, and then they play Anaheim again on Thursday. (laughs) Oh, wait, no, we're we talking about. I was going to say, to be fair, there it is Pacific Division, but then I forgot we were talking about Boston here for a second. Yeah, we're talking why. about Boston. I know. Never mind. Um, Yeah. I don't, they're trying to just maybe get all the the trips for them done, you know, let them focus on the East Coast the rest of the way. I have no idea. But Boston, Colorado. I just. Colorado again. <laughs> I, no, sorry. Go ahead. I'm just. No, I'm just saying, <laughs> Boston, I don't. Boston is like yours is just they're just their schedule's lucky. Vegas, I can I can buy them being good because they're a good team regardless. Um, they have the easiest schedule out of all the all three teams. Right. But they're a good team. And the fact if they would have lost one of those games, I think that would have been more of a red flag than them, you know, having an easy schedule, you know. Uh they do have they, I mean, they've had the best start to a season from a cup defending team in I don't know how long. Like I can't. I wish I can remember which team was this good after the final cup. But I agree with you. I think Colorado is the true top dog in the situation right now. And it's not really that top dog because they beat L.A., which fucking Vegas beat L.A. Uh, they won in a shootout against San Jose. Uh, San Jose's played Ooh. is in the same situation as us. They beat Seattle four to one. Does that ring a bell as well? Vegas did the exact same thing. And then they, they smoked the Hawks, who were on the last game of a five game road trip to start the season. And then they went into it like a shootout versus, or not like an actual shootout, but a six to four win against Carolina. Like that's, that's the only thing that sets them apart is they actually beat a team that I considered also be like one of the top teams yeah, like, in the league. It was a cup contender. Yeah. Carolina's. Uh... And, but like, 
these are fucking fraudulent ass starts to the year for all three of these teams. And everybody's like, Oh, it's so impressive. They're all like undefeated. No, it's not that. It's not that impressive. Like they're all really good teams and they're playing bottom league teams to start the year. It's like, it's not that impressive. It's frustrating. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right, let's talk about that. You're talking about the, it's impressive that these teams that are undefeated, but now let's talk about some teams that, probably should be higher up in the standings and i know one that we all picked as our favorite was the edmonton oilers is it time for them to hit the panic button yet they just lost mcdavid for a couple weeks with an upper body injury uh they did say he's not ruled out for the heritage classic yet but it's going to be close uh they're one in three they cannot score goals for some reason they don't have a third period goal this year that's hilarious it's I Edmonton just, being Edmonton, but like here's the thing. They are gonna make the playoffs. They'll be fine because McDavid's gonna come back and they'll have plenty of the year left. And it's the same thing last year. Like, I don't think they were in the playoffs to start the season. They weren't in the playoff picture, like, and they still ended up pulling themselves into the playoff picture and then almost winning the Pacific because the Pacific is kind of a, a joke. I think um, the Pacific's the weakest division. Let's see what's their schedule or who they played so far. They go oh yeah, they got blown up by Vancouver. They blew yeah. a lead against Vancouver the following, beat Minnesota or not Minnesota Nashville, then lost to the Flyer. Well, they're literally last Tuesday was was Nashville. Today is Minnesota. I kind of oh, looked yeah, at the yeah. line there. Um, Flyers four to one just spanked them. And then you have OT loss against Winnipeg. It's like they have the same schedule as like these undefeated teams, you know, teams that all should be beaten. And well, they're not doing it. Yeah. They're goaltending. Like I just, I, you talk about Toronto place where goalies go to die. What about fucking Edmonton, man? Yeah. Like they just cannot find a goal. They cannot get that position right. No, like they they don't make smart choices when it comes to defense and goaltending. That's all that happens. They just they just go, we'll just outscore everybody. And then when the scoring's not working, then they're like, Well, I guess we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, any other surprises like of teams that you think are like, what the fuck's going on with them so far? Uh let me check the standings again. I, it's it's so early in the year to like really kind of be right. Yeah, I mean, there's not Anaheim like Buffalo. Or, I thought would have a better start, but like it's the opposite of what they typically do. So maybe they will make the playoffs this year. Florida on a, on a ten game heater instead of a ten game like cold streak. Yeah, um, I didn't think Florida was going to be that great. Really, <laughs> Tampa is struggling like I thought they would because missing Vasilevsky. I. Uh, I'm surprised that the top of the, this Atlantic division looks the way it does with Boston, Detroit, Montreal, Ottawa. Like that's hilarious. Um, let's yeah, see. Spe- the Penguins, I thought would be doing a little bit better, but I don't know. Eh, I don't know either. Minnesota that's be, could that's could be, be doing better. I think the Penguins are gonna be one of those teams where it's like if they're gonna do good, it's gonna be. Mid season, they make their push and they get going. But I just I think it's too little, too late for that team. I think they're fucked up by double down on that core three, 
and you know, saying this is the course that's going to win another Stanley Cup. No, it's not. Sorry, sorry, Dubas. Clip this, and then when they win the Stanley Cup, and just yeah. like called it. <laughs> um, um, it's still like early enough in the season that like if a team just wins four games in a row, they're back in it. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's early. It's just one of those things where it's like, I mean, it's overreaction season. Like that's, yeah. that's all oh, it yeah. is. And it's, it's fun to overreact. And um, like, I was going to say, and, and the good kind of overreacting, like Detroit. We were, they, I was okay. I was about to say the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. They, they've, have they figured it out? They bring in to bring it in. Also, the fact that they played hardball with their brink, like didn't want to give him like the contract he was looking for, and just, I don't like, think the contract he was looking for was what he was really looking for. I think he was putting that out there to to get Otto to be like, "All right, fine, we're moving you." And then Detroit probably could have put anything; they probably could have put league minimum in front of him. And he would have been like, "Yeah, I'm good. Let's go." Well, he also well he wanted like term. And he only got a four-year deal. Which I still think is a smart move for him. I think he's going to, if he can play the next three seasons, like similar to the way he started this season and just kind of be close to a point per game, like getting 40 plus goals and just looking great with Larkin, he's going to play himself into a nice contract. I mean, it's amazing to see like he's in such a better space. He's playing where he wants to be. You can just tell that he did not want to be in Ottawa last year. He's thrilled to be home. He's tearing it up. He leads the league in points. He leads the league in goals. Yep. Larkin is second in the league in points, second or leads the league in assists. Like, it's just as much. The two hometown kids, man. It's exactly a cool formula. It's such a cool formula. As much as I want to, like, not like Detroit because I want the old rivalry to be back, it's like, how do you not get excited? With that situation, with that storyline going, the hometown kids are the two leading the way and pushing this team into a playoff spot. I know it's early, it's overreaction, all that kind of stuff, but it's like, Hot how start fucking to the season. awesome is that? How mm-hmm. cool is that? Like, and then I, it's, I love it. Yeah. And then it's like, I also f- want to like tell Ottawa fans, shut the fuck up. The ones that are booing him and and bitching and complaining about, oh, he didn't want to be the kind of thing. Yeah, no shit, he didn't want to be there. Why do you have to like expect every single person that gets dealt to your team when they had no no protection, no no say in where they got dealted, got dealt? Like, yeah, I'd be pissed too if I got traded somewhere I didn't want to be, especially in Canada. You know, like. Yeah, yeah, I, I Detroit's on the frozen friends were in a second. Oh, <laughs> and no I thought shit. they scored. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's like Ottawa fans grow up. Like Yeah. Like here, also, what a surprise an American kid doesn't want to stay with a Canadian team. <laughs> like Canada, go, you go, want... go go talk to Calgary about that and see how they how they handled it. You want these players to stay in Canada? Figure your shit out up there. Figure out your taxes. Figure out all your other stuff because it's just like impossible for anybody to make legitimate money up there, especially when you're American. I it would make sense if like it was like a flex a flexible cap that you would end up getting paid the same no matter where you went. <laughs> you know, like you have a you get to spend more in a specific yeah. in a specific like area because like of the taxes because having the tax 
like be a part of contract negotiations is so unfair for certain teams. hundred percent. And that's and what I was about like, to say. Like, God damn dude. The one thing I would change, like if I could change one rule, like right now, it would be you either get rid of the tax. Like there's gotta be some sort of like even playing field with the taxes, like yeah. either contracts can't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you would do it or like, what's the best way to word it, but it's like post tax. Bull- yeah. It's like bullshit that, like Tampa post Bay, taxes, what yeah. is what like they count towards the cap, right? Because yeah. that would make sense. Yeah, it's it, that's so dumb. Um, but, but I got I really got nothing else. I don't, I'm just, I'm excited actually watching this Frozen Frenzy because it's just like all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it's so, pretty great. It's pretty great. <laughs> Toronto just beat Washington four to one. Let's. Washington struggling, but Ovechkin got on the goal or got on the scoreboard. So, uh, Gretzky's back on. Let's go. Um, but yeah, Washington's struggling. I don't know. It's I'm still excited to see who who falls off soon. Who who picks it up? You know, like we're getting, we're end of October. November is coming. You know, Thanksgiving is is just around the corner. No Honestly, playoff teams. I think the thing that pisses me off the most is the three undefeated teams are like three of the teams I dislike. <laughs> like I yeah. don't like Vegas. I don't like Boston, and I don't really give a shit about Colorado. Like I don't want them to win. Colorado's the if I have to cheer for one of those teams, I'm yeah. cheering for Colorado. Boston, yeah. just fuck Boston and Vegas. <laughs> do you hate Vegas as a team, or do you hate Vegas as a man, like as their owners and management? Uh, as management, but also, I don't, I don't really like their team. <laughs> After the stone stuff in uh preseason, I'm kind of like, yeah, fuck those guys. Yeah, I don't, I don't really care for them. Oh, there's Bedard on the ice. Let's go. They're becoming like uh insufferable. You know what? They earned it. It's been a while. Like. They no. paid their dues. Let's go. Um, all, right. all right. Episode 248. What do you want to call it? Uh, it the frenzy. The frenzy <laughs> is on. <laughs> Frenzy's on. All right. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media at WCB Podcast. Uh, follow us on all your favorite podcast feeds, YouTube, uh, promo code THPN on DraftKings uh, for some free money. And uh, yeah. See, we'll see you on the next one. We'll see you next time when the Hawks go 2 0. Hey, love you, buddy. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WCV podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast. To connect with Jerem and Tanner, check out the boys at WCV podcast on all social media. We'll see you next time.